0: was my age 34 years old in 1972 right now i'd be in hog heaven man so we're listening to some 70s music today gotta love it thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your tuesday i'm Coulter Nuanas. this is Nuanas now your one-stop shop for all things sports around the treasure state each and every weekday here on espn radio as well as swx montana television bruce barnum portland state head coach coming up but right now we don't want to clog up the phone line yet because we want to give you $25 gift card, Tagliari Delicatessen. Easy today. First caller, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Caller number one, you got 25 bucks to Tagliari Delicatessen. Best sandwiches in the city of Mo- uh, Missoula. Best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in the state of Montana. Don't believe me? People Magazine says so. So does the Food Network. It's a go-to spot. If you're looking for some uh, little action, a little lunch action on your Sunday, watching some NFL football, Here's a suggestion for you. Go online. Go to the Tagliari website and uh, put in a little online order for pickup. You don't have to screw around. You walk in. Bam. They got sandwiches ready for you. you. Got the chips. Got all the stuff for you. So even if you don't win today, head on down to Tagliari Delicatessen, in the corner of Broadway and Higgins. The best sandwiches in all. Beckwith and Higgins, excuse me. The best sandwiches in all of Missoula. Missed you a thing in the first hour of the show. Fun first hour, Bo Baldwin, head coach for Cal Poly. Joined us here on Nuwana's Now. Uh, He is uh, bringing his team to Missoula for homecoming on Saturday. Cal Poly against the University of Montana uh, here at uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium. We also heard from Troy Anderson, a Bobcat, legend in the making, and he has been for a long time. But it's uh, interesting and bittersweet that Troy Anderson's career is winding down. So played a couple minutes of sound from him. And also our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward, Sports and Outdoors, Trevor Willenell, he's a reserve offensive lineman for the Grizzlies out of Helena Capital, but he's putting on a fundraiser car wash, Dazzler's Car Wash, right next to our studio here at uh, ESPN Radio. And uh, cool by Trevor because they're donating a bunch of those proceeds to the food bank. you want to find anything from the first hour of the show, you can find it on our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Nuana is now a podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. We're doubling up on our Across the Sidelines, presented by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Portland State head coach Bruce Barnum is going to join us here in just a quick minute. Mike Nugent, Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate, they are your local real estate experts. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, it's a confusing market. It's an intense market. But it's a good market for both buyers and sellers, and Mike can tell you why. No matter what questions you have when it comes to residential or commercial real estate, Mike Nugent and the professionals at Berkshire Hathaway in Missoula have your answers to find out what Mike can do for you. Give him a call today, 531-1802. And remember, every question is good to ask. Montana State, they open up Big Sky Conference play in Portland uh, at Portland State. First time the Bobcats have been out to the West Coast to take on the Vikings since 2018. And now we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line and welcome in good friend of mine, a guy that I love having on this show, and I know a big-time favorite of the people around the state of Montana, he's Bruce Barnum, the head coach for the Portland State Vikings. Barney, what's good, my guy? How you living?
2: Coulter, how are you?
0: So good. Thanks all, for having me. All I know is every time your name comes up, I, I just get swarmed now, and it's not because I'm popular or you're famous it's because you are the purveyor of the number one good that the great folks of Montana like that's the dots pretzel. So I, we got to start with that. <laughs> I know you're not coming here so we got to figure out a way to get some more cuz this is of high demand here in Montana.
2: Well, are you coming are you are you heading this way with the with the cats or no?
0: I am not coming that way this time. I wish I was, but I'm not making it over there uh, this time.
2: I had a case of honey mustard for you. That's okay. I'm sure our compass will cross soon enough. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'll save some for you. Nay, hey, I got a score prediction to kick off the, the segment. You ready? I'm ready. Um, the battle. The Grizz versus the Cats. I have a score prediction. I can't wait for this. Do the folks of Montana want it? Bruce Barton, you have the stage. Three. To two, I was going to go two goose, but you're talking about two defenses. I'll, I'll, I, what are we doing that weekend? I'll probably be getting ready for the playoffs, but we, I might have to come there and announce that one with you. It's going to be either two zero or uh, sixteen overtime. You know, you have to go do something. You have to kick it. You have to do something different. You talk about two defenses. Holy jumping catfish. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's an apt point, though, because it does show just the, the, the level that both the Montana schools are playing defensively. That's been my number one impression of the non-conference is just how exceptionally well both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats have executed defensively. Uh, it is uh, an, un- unbelievable to watch both these teams fly around. They run to the ball. They play hard. They have great depth. They have great talent. Uh, but it seems... Barney, that this is sort of funny because the Big Sky has long had this reputation as this high-flying offensive league. But right now, several of the teams that are the favorites in the league and several of the teams that are the highest-ranked teams in the league are the ones that are playing the best defense.
2: Yes, I'm seeing that. And and honestly, you know, you always talk about it. If you can come up with a couple stops in this conference, you know, you're going to win games. But um, you talk about two stout defenses. You know, I had a taste of... Uh, the Grizz in the spring, you know, and I didn't think we were quite ready, but went over there anyway, and now I'm watching this on film, you know, and, and just to top it off, just to put a cherry on the top, for Christ's sake, they put 15, the Anderson kid at Mike Linebacker, are you kidding me? Leave him <laughs> on offense, I don't I don't need that.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about the matchup on Saturday then. Portland State head coach Bruce Barton joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's part of our Across the Sidelines segment as we – Profile and interview coaches that both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats take on each week. Barney's Portland State Vikings, they host Montana State Saturday afternoon. Hillsboro Stadium, 3 p.m. local time kickoff here uh, for Montana State. And coach, y- you mentioned just the complexion of Montana State's roster, particularly Troy Anderson, who's a guy who stands out on film no matter where he lines up. But how do the Bobcats look different? Because this is not the Bobcats of Jeff Choate. This is the Bobcats now of new head coach Brett Vegan. So, what do you think of just the way Montana State looks on film, and how much is it different from the last time you've taken on MSU?
2: Well, um, outstanding athletes. They're tough. They play hard. They are always in the right spot. You know, they 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 throw the ball a little more. You know, Choate was. Can we actually run? Every snap, every snap of every game, you know, <laughs> um, they mix it up. They keep you more off with the, you know, the RPOs and taking their shots when they want to, and on offense. Um, and they've got talent. I mean, you kidding me? You look at their edges. You got kid and yes, you got, you got guys on the edges who um, probably should be at FBS. Uh, they're a tough group, but um, it's, they don't try to, uh, what's the word, Culture you're a word person. They, they don't get cute, you know. They're doing this. Here's their scheme. Here's what we do. They do it perfect on offense. They don't make mistakes. On defense, they're always in the right spot. They run to the football, whether it's man, zone, you know, showing blitz and backing out, whatever. Excuse me. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. But now we have to play them, so I actually called over there. And there's a possibility, second quarter, um, they might let us play with 12, um, you know, to their 11, just to even things out.
0: Well, I know you haven't experienced Montana State live and in person for a little while, but I know when we tacked in the past when you were taking on Jeff Choate's Bobcats, you mentioned just the pitcher to run the football the physicality they like to play with. I mean, just knowing Chote, it was kind of a direct reflection of his personality. He's kind of an in-your-face tough guy. And, uh, you know, it seemed like the Bobcats were always looking to get in a fist fight. Does it look different than that, though? I mean, do you feel like they're playing with more, I don't want to say finesse, because they're still playing a very physical brand of football, but how does that element change things? Because it seemed like it was just so concerted, such a concerted effort to just roughhouse the opponent when Chote was the head coach.
2: Right. um uh... And I agree with Chote. You know, he's one of those – love the guy, but he's one of those close talkers. You know, they always kind of – they rub some guys the wrong way, and he's like, hey, Marty, how you doing? You know, three inches apart. And COVID, you know, if we weren't masked up, he'd be passing in a heartbeat. But <laughs> they're – they – I wouldn't even compare him. He's got, obviously, a lot of Chote's crew. They're athletic. They're thick. They're strong. You know, they – they strike you they have hips. they you know culture that they play hard you know as far as the you know getting in a rough house or that uh, it seems to me like it's more you know first down hand the ball to the ref to just hum- humiliate you they're they're a good football team very impressed do i don't cro- say that about everybody you know that
0: do you have any crossover with Brett Vegan have you, do you have any familiarity with him Zero
2: it's interesting Zero. because a lot uh-huh. of, a lot
0: of times in the big sky there is so much crossover because so many guys have made their careers out west he's sort of from a different coaching tree and he's also from a different region being a midwestern guy for quite some time and so he doesn't have a lot of crossover so is, is that add to like the element of mystery when it comes to game planning or how do you i mean how do you sort of compartmentalize a guy that's sort of new to the big Sky conference fraternity
2: well uh, luckily it's you know their fourth game well we've got the three games on them prior so you know what they're doing they're adding maybe a little bit each week and you know he he came from um a place that he won a lot of football games so he obviously knows how to do it culture and how to put it together and it, yes it's his first time i believe as a head coach correct that
0: is correct yes
2: so uh, you know he's got some paperwork that he's probably not used to and you know travel plans well i don't know they actually probably have a few ops guys at montana state but um it's a little different but no having three games on them uh, at least we have an idea of what we're going to be faced with on saturday
0: across the lines presented by mike nugent of berkshire hathaway real estate we do this twice a week here on new now we're just happy to do them both in the same show today, we heard from Bo Baldwin earlier, and to uh, hear from Bruce Barnum now, profiling and interviewing the coaches that lead the opponents of both Montana and Montana State. Coach Barnum's Bobcats, excuse me, Coach Barnum's Vikings take on the Bobcats uh, in Hillsboro Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Uh, and Coach, let's talk about you and your program. I know one thing that gave me a good chuckle, and uh, you know, made me really look forward to, to hearing from you again this week was I know last week your game against Western Oregon. Uh, you decided to go on the radio and say, I'm buying beers for everybody that showed up. And I heard that they might have sold more than 2,000 beers on your behalf last week uh, during your home game a 21-7 victory over Western Oregon. So tell us about that because it seems like you've had to come up with a lot of creative ways to keep Portland State football in the spotlight. Uh, but, I mean, what, what gives you the courage and, and the dedication to go out and do something like that? Well, uh,
2: I get paid more than everybody else around here I'm staff. So, you know... <laughs> That went into it when I make, you know, do throw out quotes like that, culture, But honestly, I thought it'd be more of a. I I told somebody this earlier. I thought it might be more of a, you know, Shawshank Redemption on the roof with like five beers in a bucket. I didn't expect a, a, a mini Woodstock, uh, you know. I was getting calls from back east, friends texting, you know. It was, it, it took off, which... Good for us in Western Oregon. there's a decent crowd there. Um, I did get a text. I got a text from out and he he said, uh, you know it, it tells it speaks to our crowd and you know, where his program's at and mine, and along with podcast, he said, you would never do that here. You'd have to work an extra 10 years, you know, referring to his credit, the Grizz Nation <laughs> drinking, but it's you know wonderful. it went over well. and right right before our interview, uh, culture. They're actually, I'll, I'll tweet it out when I get it. They had me, uh, they're say I heard a holler from around the corner, Barney, we have the receipt. You want to see it? I'm like, uh, you know what? I got an interview. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> but, but it was. There's over 2,000 beers. There were no lines. Everybody had a blast. You know, I told them to have 3,000 ready, so they actually went short. And it was fun. Even the president uh, of the university, I thought it was the greatest thing in America, so it worked out good. Well, let's talk about that element of your program, because Portland State
0: uh, has some distinct advantages when it comes to building a program in the Big Sky Conference and some distinct disadvantages as well. And I know that uh, you have navigated many, if not all, of those since you took over as the head coach there in 2015. I thought that uh, your first year there when we first launched Skyline Sports, uh, just the chronicling of Barney's Americana Tour and the great run you guys went on, one of the most fun and cool things I've covered in my journalism career but uh, it seems like you've continued to have to jump through hoops to try to make this thing a reality. But here we are, and it's still rolling along, and now Big Sky Conference play, opening up, and, and you've been there now for more than a handful of years and, and seems like you really got the foundation laid. So uh, what's it been like to try to navigate all the challenges that Portland State has, and uh, uh, how have you been able to reach this point as now you, you enter this season and enter and open up Big Sky Conference play on Saturday? It keeps you
2: hopping, even in the offseason culture. It takes you away from football a little bit. You know, I I am calling the offense right now. I finally went back to it and said, you know, this is why I'm sitting here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that, something that's uh, the most fun in my life. But there's things we have to do. I, I just spoke today to a group. I, I want a stadium here on campus. I showed them where it could be. I showed them where it could fit. Uh, when I was at Hawaii, they told me phase one was $13 million. I think we could round that up here, and I think it would change Portland State football. So, you know, that's the big wish. There's other items daily, uh, culture that I deal with. But, you know, I, I've kind of changed. I, I've, I've grown up like Tuesdays. Tuesdays is my interview day. I, I get them all on Tuesdays uh, so I can do some work on the opponent, you know, and not leave the offensive staff sitting there waiting for me. Um, I've made some adjustments that are making the job a little easier, but still have again. There's more hats here than other places. That's not an excuse at all. You know, are we the underdog? Yes, in most of the games. Are we this week? Yes, but you know, uh, you got to play on Saturday. And uh, uh, if we can get it all together, and uh, there's all kinds of new items now. You know, you got NIL, you've got transfer portal, you got some things that can even. Uh, the sidelines quicker than in the past. So we're making
0: our work best we can. I had the distinct pleasure attacking with your quarterback earlier today, Davis Alexander. You can find that interview later on this week on the Big Sky Breakdown. Probably play an excerpt here on Nuana's now as well, Big Sky Breakdown on Skyline Sports. And uh, Nuwana's now here each and every weekday between 4 and 6. You are listening to ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. It's across the sidelines with Bruce Barnum. He's the head coach of Portland State. His squad Hosts Montana State on Saturday and coach Davis Alexander uh, great young man really fun to talk to him Uh, great perspective on, on his journey as a college football player in general but also as the starting quarterback for the better part of four years for your Portland State squad so what have you thought of his journey because I know you first told me when you first got Davis Alexander hey I got some a guy that's got a little juice he's pretty tough And uh, here he is now, though, one of the most veteran quarterbacks in the league. So what have you liked about the way he's evolved and how would you sum up his career so far with the Vikings?
2: Well, uh, I finally have him with with some people to throw to, number one. Um, So it's kind of come to a peak. His quarterback coaches, you know, just because of, you know, dealing with staff turnover, et cetera, have been – um, one guy before me who was a young guy, you know, and then it's me who all I really talked to him about was here's how you protect yourself and, you know, throw it to that guy. Then I had a, uh, a receivers coach. I finally have him a quarterback's coach his senior year. So I was kind of proud of that. He's finally got a guy I hired, John Eagle out of Camas High School in Washington, who's been a quarterback's guy forever. So he's working with him. Um, but uh, tough. I mean, he's in the office more than my coaches. He, he's your class. He's a guy you want at quarterback. You know, um, he knows what I want on the field, um, and, and he's talented. I think he has a big arm. I think he's elusive, and he is one of the toughest you know players I've been around. How's your one, office? One more thing. What, sure. what what he's given us now, Coulter is we used to be a run it, and when we didn't, you know, let's piecemeal this together with tight ends, et cetera. Now it's a situation where when we're struggling running the ball, we're actually able to put up uh, better numbers and better production with the pass game with him this senior year.
0: I know he's a guy that has a lot of respect around the state of Montana because of his performances against both the Grizz and the Bobcats over the years. Uh, But, Coach, you were here in Missoula in April to play a game against the Montana Grizzlies. And I know that we talked after the game. You were very impressed with Montana. I know you said that off the top here, too, just how impressed you've been with both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats defensively. But I know you mentioned, too, that you guys came to Missoula a little shorthanded then. So how has your team changed, particularly offensive personnel-wise, uh, since April, and, and what, sort of, uh, what sort of upgrades have you made, particularly on the, off-side, uh, the offensive side of the ball?
2: Well, um, we are. We're, we're we're full now. I'm at I believe 110 players. Um, Coulter coming off the spring. We got some guys injured back. Like everybody, we lost a few that you'll see next year. Um, but uh, we had to improve the offensive line. Now I say that, and, and I know the Bobcats right now are, are probably going to blitz every snap. After watching some of the snafus we had in protection last week, but we're we're a little rusty still. I've got these guys here, trying to bring them together. I talked to the offensive line this morning. I said, you know, you guys are playing rogue. You're not playing as one. and I I think that group's very talented. Um, But we have to shore some things up. The first three games took care of some of the rust. We just got to get the rust out quickly. We had a great practice this morning, but I got Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and then it gets real in conference when You know, one of the best teams in the conference is walking in our
0: house. Bruce Barnum joining us here on New Orleans Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Coach Barnum, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings. His squad hosts Montana State on Saturday. And, Coach, just a couple more things for you. First and foremost, you're an offensive guy. You're the offensive play caller now again at Portland State. But how would you diagnose the the scheme that Montana State's running? What makes it tick? And how how do you think your squad matches up with what Montana State's doing now in Freddie Banks' defense?
2: Well, they're going to strike you on offense, number one. They're going to run the ball, um, and they've got the guys up front to do it. Uh, their quarterback's challenged. He's a, you know, it, They didn't take away uh, the entire look that you had when Troy was back there. They still run power with the quarterback, but they'll RPO him, I think, a little bit more. Um, and that's what they do. I think they're 65 percent run. I think that's what the guy, you know, all the defensive guys. Oh, they ran, they run the football 67 percent of the time, you know. And I'm like, well, what about that fourth quarter, the last two weeks when they're up by 112? Do we really have to count those? But they are—they're a powerful football team. Again, that uh, they're not going to show you, they're not going to make things up on Thursday night to try to beat us. You know what I mean? Um, that's the talent they have, and that's how they run it. A uh, little bit of, I don't want to say old school, but pro style besides running the quarterback. Um, defensively, and I've already spoke on it. I've watched it now for two weeks. I mean, uh, I, I like their entire roster. I mean, we put up, we always put up favorites, or not favorites, bet, their best players, you know, at the end of our scattering report. Um, <laughs> we could have put up all eleven and a couple backups for Christ's sake, but we narrowed it down to four. We never have four. We usually have one or two guys. You know, this is their guy. These are their cats. But um, they're a solid football team. Uh, it'll be our best effort. Going to need a couple turnovers from the mighty Cats, um, uh, and try to and try to give them a game on Saturday. Well, Coach, we appreciate
0: you taking so much time. I know it's a busy week for you, as it always is, but it's always our pleasure to have you here on ESPN Radio around the great state of Montana. It's Bruce Barton, Portland State head coach, and best of luck on Saturday, Barney. Thanks very much, Colvin.
2: Thanks for having us, and uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'll get you those
0: honey mustards from Dot as soon as we can. Across the sidelines. Double time here on Nuwana's Now Today. Heard from Bo Baldwin, Cal Poly head coach, Mustangs. Coming to Missoula for homecoming on Saturday. And that was Bruce Barnum, Portland State. One of our favorite head coaches from across Big Sky Conference football. He's always bringing the heat and uh, always bringing the laughs too. So we appreciate Coach Barnum for joining us. There's all sorts of variable levels of expectation at schools across the Big Sky Conference. There's also variable levels of advantages and disadvantages and I think that the advantages for some of the schools are quite obvious. Washington Grizzly Stadium, Bobcat Stadium; those are huge advantages for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, respectively. The investment in football, the passion for football in the more rural states that have home Big CI Conference schools; those are certainly uh, big advantages as well. Portland State; they do have, you know, the city school, the metropolitan area to recruit to, all of those things. But they also have some serious disadvantages. Football has not been a high priority for the Portland State administration for a long time. They struggled with dealing with the pandemic as much as any program in the United States of America. I mean, the governor of Oregon shut down Portland State and Portland All Sports, while, though, Oregon and Oregon State were not shut down. So that was an interesting fold as well. So, I mean, Coach Barnum didn't go into that much detail there, but it was an incredibly weird and tough year for Portland State. Even though it was weird and tough for everybody, it was more weird and more tough for Portland State than almost any other school in the Big Sky Conference. They were basically, by government mandate, not allowed to be around each other for one iota, not on campus at all, for almost a year. And you say, well, how's that different than a lot of the other schools? Well, a lot of the other schools were in pods, they were quarantined with each other, Uh, they were still able to access workout facilities, they were still able to you know, have meetings and, and practice and all that stuff. There was no practice, no lifting, nothing in a team element, in a team environment for Portland State for a really, really long time. And I think you saw that have a detrimental effect on uh, all of the sports. I mean, a- after the Big Sky Conference tournament this last year, Lynn Kennedy, before he took the McNeese State job, the women's basketball coach at Portland State, he mentioned that Portland State won more games than times that they actually practiced throughout the entire season because of the pandemic. So that's the situation Portland State's been in. That's all to say that I think that when you look at Bruce Barnum and his overall record at Portland State, nothing to really uh, raise an eyebrow, nothing really uh, to turn ahead about. He was really good his first year as the interim head coach in 2015. Portland State went 9-3. and three. They got a playoff seed. Uh, they went to the playoffs for just the second time as a Division One member. Since then, just twelve wins, twelve and thirty-four for Bruce Barnum overall at Portland State. Had the zero and eleven in twenty seventeen, when Davis Alexander was a, uh, a true freshman, and uh, he's just fourteen and twenty-six in league play, including just eight and twenty-four since that six and two mark in twenty fifteen. All that is to say that Barnum has had so many different obstacles to overcome. Year one, all the way through a lot of his time there. They're not taking airplanes anywhere. They're busing all over the Big Sky Conference. This is the largest geographic conference in the United States of America. You're talking about eight states, three time zones. You're busing from Portland to San Luis Obispo, California. That's 18 and a half hours one way. So these dudes are living a different experience than a lot of schools in the Big Sky Conference. And the fact that Barnum does things like he pays for the beer at the stadium for everybody that attends out of his own pocket, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like he mentioned, I don't know if it's a frugal or wise decision to do that if Montana State or Montana's coming to town because they're going to bring more fans. And as we know, they're going to definitely drink more beer as well. But Coach Barnum, you cannot question his dedication to his kids and his program. And he's, he's proven it. He's putting his money where his mouth is, quite literally. And we always love having him on around here. I do think it's a pivotal year for Portland State overall as a program. It's a contract year for Bruce Barnum. And uh, I think Portland State is pretty darn good. They're one of my dark horses in the league. I voted them fifth in my preseason poll. They were way down at eighth, ninth, tenth, I think, between the media and the coaches. So I got them a lot higher than most people in the league do. But part of that's because I think Barnum's a great coach. I think he revamped his offensive staff in a way that will cater to success. And Davis Alexander... He's a tough dog, man. He's a great quarterback, the one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the league, certainly one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league. I think he fits Portland State's system about as well as any quarterback in the league does as well. So I think it's going to be a showdown and a throwdown out in Portland on Saturday. That game, again, 3 p.m. local kick time. ESPN Plus is where you can find the broadcast, Montana State at Portland State, Hillsborough Stadium, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We appreciate Bruce Barnum for taking some time and kicking it with us here on Nuanas Now. Take it out of the college football ranks and into the prep ranks for a guy that's going to be in the college football ranks before we know it. Zach Cruz, he's a senior at Missoula Sentinel, his Spartans number one in the state, undefeated, three and zero, as they host upstart Helena High this weekend. Zach Cruz here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
2: in Missoula Sports Center.
0: The Spartans winning streak is now at 13 straight after yet another triumph over one of the top teams in the state of Montana. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Missoula Sentinel football team has carried the momentum of last fall's state championship run into this season. After ripping off 10 in a row last year to claim the school's first class AA state title in nearly 50 years, Sentinel moved to 3-0 this season with a gritty 29-21 victory over number three Kalispell Glacier on Friday night. Top ranked Spartans saw Adam Jones score a pair of fourth quarter rushing touchdowns to remain undefeated. Glacier powerback Jake Randina scored twice on the ground, but that was offset by Sentinel senior Zach Cruz throwing a pair of first-half touchdowns to help the Spartans keep pace. Big Sky and Hellgate both had a hard time getting on track last week. The Eagles could not get on the scoreboard while six different Helena Capital players scored as the Bruins cruised to a 49-0 win in the Capital City. At Washington Grizzly Stadium, the number 5 Bengals of Helena saw future Grizz quarterback Caden Hewitt fire six touchdown passes all in the first half as Helena crushed Hellgate 63-6. In the Class A ranks, Jarrett Wilson continued piling up eye-popping numbers, throwing for 370 yards in six touchdowns to lead Poulsen past Ronan 62-8, and in Class B, Missoula Loyola moved to 3-1 and one with a 39-12 win over Conrad behind 167 yards and three touchdowns on the ground from Talon Reynolds. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Welcome back. Nuana's Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm Colter Nuanas. Thanks for kicking it here on a Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Coffee. I know that uh, it's usually a Florence Coffee Company Friday, but I needed the coffee in the worst way today. And so it's always worth giving a little extra shout to the people that keep my day going, particularly the people down there at FloCo. It's time now. For our prep extra. Prep extra is presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has helped Montanans prosper since 1907. Experience the difference at a location near you. Farmer State Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC, but more importantly, a proud sponsor and a proud supporter of youth athletics, particularly high school athletics across the great state of Montana. Zach Cruz, Missoula Sentinel senior, coming up here in just a minute. But first, give me an update for the weekend that was. As I told you earlier, our two hours, man, they're getting all the way filled up, particularly on Mondays because we have some great contributors. Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran, joins us during the first hour of each Monday show for the Montana Football Hour, recapping all of the weekend that was at the college high school levels, but particularly priorities on the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Hour number two now is highlighted by... Marty Morningweg, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Coach Marty was a NFL coach for the better part of 25 years and has become a great friend of mine, and so he's going to give you his thoughts on the wide world of football, specifically focusing on the NFL weekend that was. So because of that, we're going to do a lot of our high school roundup stuff here on Tuesday, so hopefully uh, that can get into part of your daily routine. But let's take a look at the weekend that was uh, Friday and Saturday for high school football. First and foremost... I have a vote in the Treasure State Media poll, which is uh, for Class A football. And uh, here's the way I voted last week. Sentinel number one, Billings West number two, Butte number three, Council of Glacier number four, and Helena High number five. The rankings came back this week. Sentinel number one, West number two, just as I had voted. Glacier, despite their loss to Sentinel, they hang tight at number three, and they're in a tie with Butte. So I had Butte three, Glacier four. They got Butte and Glacier tied at three. And the billing senior, number five, Helena High, who's who I added at fifth. So uh, starting to become a little bit of separation in the class AA ranks. But uh, with 16 teams, it's just a fascinating dynamic. The playoffs have changed drastically because everybody makes it. The addition of Bozeman, Gallatin, and Belgrade to the AA ranks uh, makes things a little bit more challenging. I don't want to say diluted, but a little, little bit more widespread. Uh, so there, there's a lot of uh, a lot parity, uh, but also some stratification when it comes to the Class AA ranks. Some scores from around the Class AA ranks from last weekend. Helena Capel took out Missoula. Big Sky 49-0. Six different Bruins scored on that one. No Big Sky Eagles scored on that one. Bozeman in their cross-Gallatin Valley showdown. Beat Belgrade 31-0. Helena High. 63, Hellgate 6. Caden Hewitt, future Grizz quarterback, threw six touchdowns all in the first half. This game was played at Washington Grizzly Stadium, so maybe a symbolic precursor for things to come for the future Grizz quarterback, Caden Hewitt, from Helena high. Missoula Central, they took down number three, Kalispell Glacier, 29 21 to stay undefeated. Great Falls CMR, 56, Billing Skyview, 14. So a CMR, big win for them. Butte has been the surprise of the state so far, but they've been. Uh, really kicking butt, and so I, I think it's uh, we're over the the point of calling them a surprise. Now they're just one of the better teams in the state, and they moved to three and one with a forty-eight to seven win over Flathead. They remain in the top five, and then Billings West forty-two, Great Falls High zero. I don't know what's going on at Great Falls High. They were my preseason number four in the state. They've had an impossible time scoring points this year, which has been totally random. I did not expect that uh, whatsoever. A couple other of the small school scores, one that really stands out, Polson's just lighting it up. I know Ronan, there's not much for uh, football. there. so much better at basketball, but Polson 62, Ronan 8, but it's Jarrett Wilson that has continued to carry the day. He's throwing for all sorts of yards, all sorts of touchdowns, and on Friday he threw for 370 yards and six scores as the Pirates clobbered the Chiefs. Hamilton kept rolling as well, 49-14 over Butte Central. Number two, Laurel, they held steady there with a 28-21 win over Lewistown. Lewistown much improved, and uh, they proved it again by pushing uh, the number two-ranked locomotives from Laurel. And at Whitefish, they continue to prove that they're the real deal at the Class A ranks as well. Uh, They defeated Stevensville 24-6. Class B ranks? One thing that uh, I've been really following was Missoula Loyola because they had a proud tradition for a long time, and Todd Hughes is a hell of a coach. Loyola has multiple state championships over the last ten years, but they were down, down, down last year, and most of it was a numbers issue. But they really could not get anything going. They went winless. They did not score a touchdown. I know it was a tough year around uh, Missoula Loyola, but they're now three and one this year, and they got themselves a burgeoning star in Taylan Reynolds. If the last name sounds familiar, it should. He's the son of Chase Reynolds, one of the great running backs to ever come out of the state of Montana, the all-time leading rusher in the history of the state uh, in rushing yards as well as rushing touchdowns during his high school days at Drummond, won three straight Class C eight-man championships there, and then he came to the Montana Grizzlies as a guy who nobody gave much of a chance to make an impact. And by the time he was a sophomore, he was an all-big sky guy. By the time he was a junior, he was an All-American. And by the time Chase Reynolds was a senior – he was the all-time leading rusher in the history of the University of Montana, a future NFL player, and a guy who went on to play seven years in the National Football League. His son now, old enough to be in high school, which is crazy, makes me feel old because I'm even a grade older than Chase was in high school. But Taylon Reynolds, 167 yards and three rushing touchdowns as Loyola moved to 3-1 and one with a 39-12 win over Conrad. We're going to continue to give you updates and uh, give you some Treasure State Stars action uh, during tomorrow's show as well. But our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank, continues here on Nuwanez Now with an interview. He is the leader and the quarterback and one of the best defensive players in the state of Montana as well for the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. Sentinel went undefeated last year to claim their first class AA state championship in 48 years. Ten straight wins to get to that state title. They haven't missed a beat this year as well. They defeated Kalispell Glacier a week ago to move to 3-0. It's been a uh, powerhouse schedule so far for the Spartans they had to play number one Billings West. They won. They had to play uh, a tough Bozeman team on the road in the Gallatin Valley. They won. And then last week, they took out a Wolfpack team that is still the number three team in the class AA ranks. And uh, it keeps on coming for them. They play hell on a high this week. So, Caden Hewitt versus Zach Cruz, a couple future Grizzlies. I caught up with Zach earlier today. Well, happy now. Welcome in. Kat's become a good friend of this show and awesome guy to cover. He's a senior. I'm his little sentinel. He's Zach Cruz. And Zach, thanks so much for hanging out with us today here on Nuwana's Now. What's going on? How you doing? Good. How are you, Coulter? Very good. Let's start with the here and now. First and foremost, broad question for you. I know that when you're a guy that plays varsity for a couple years, you know you can compete. You know that you can hang. And you yourself, you were first team all state guy as a junior last year. But there's something different about being a senior. So what's it been like for you? I mean, I mean, do you feel like kind of are the top dog, the big dog and when you're out there on the football? field?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird feeling. It's like, you've been here before, you've done it, you know what to expect from other teams, other uh, athletes on different teams and, uh, you know, it's just you're making big plays for the team out there on the field.
0: Your senior year so far too has gotten off to an awesome start because not only are Sentinel 3-0, and oh, but you guys have had some primetime games, some powerhouse games. So let's start with week one. Under the lights, Washington Grizzly Stadium, statewide television right here on SWX Montana TV, and you're going against the number one team in the state, Billings West, a team that you played for the state title last year as well. So preview for you as a future Grizzly player under the stadium lights, what was it like uh, Open up the year at Washington Grizz? Um, it
1: was really fun. You know, it had a lot of hype had that game just with the rematch of the state championship uh you know number one seed going against number two seed and not only that but it added a little more to me because playing at a Gris, I'm going to be be there in a year or two you know playing for the Grizzlies so it was just exciting to be out there um I think the game lived up to its hype as everybody could watch it was a really fun game we went back and forth on offense and defense uh there are a great team. They battled up to the last play, so soon as we. And, you know, to have that game come down to, you know, one play at the end of the game, you know, we make a play or they make a play to win the game. And it was just a lot a lot of excitement, a lot of joy out of our team.
0: When you are going against other guys that are collegiate hopefuls, guys that are going to hopefully play at the next level, how does that help you raise your level of competition? Because I know West had a lot of talented guys.
1: Uh, it's, you know, competition's everything. Uh, when you have guys on – the opposing team going D1 to play football um, you know try to tune it out come game time just so you're not overthinking things but um, you know it's, it is a mental aspect knowing that you're going to have guys compete at a high level and uh, for our guys it's just going in every play every rep you're giving it all you have so that, uh, that you can make a play or make a stop when maybe their athletes may have a little more talent than us but You just have to fight for every inch, and uh, hopefully you'll make a play in the game.
0: Zach Cruz joining us was a little Sentinel senior, and I almost called you a senior quarterback because that's exactly what you are, but I'm just so unused to identifying you as a quarterback because you've played so many positions during your time at at Sentinel. How's the quarterback transition gone for you so far?
1: It's good. It's honestly odd to hear uh, someone say my name with quarterback in the same frame. But, um, you know, sophomore year, I kind of had that role as uh, the backup quarterback with, Oliver doing his dual quarterback system, so I had some familiarity in the uh, position, but to be named like the starting quarterback this year, have it all fall under my myself. Um, it's fun, you know. It's a different aspect to the game, something I'm not used to. So it makes practicing a lot of fun. I have to go in and practice every single day with the right mindset to get better at what I'm what I'm doing. 'Cause for the past couple of years I've I've had to uh work at the quarterback position. Uh it's different things in the game of football that I have to work on, new drills, etc., stuff like that. Um and not only that, just being the more vocal leader of the team where last year I didn't I didn't have that vocal leader position. There's seniors above me that kinda of took care of that. So that's also another thing that I've had to like embrace as a role on the team. Parts kind of, must be kind of strange, right?
0: Because the last couple of years, you guys have had such good leaders, and uh, most of those guys now are playing, and now you're the old guy. But, I mean, what's it been like without those guys around?
1: Uh, you know, we it's different. You know, I've been around those guys since I was a little guy playing AAU basketball with most of them and stuff like that. So it is a little unusual not to have them there, especially when most of those guys were great leaders. They were very vocal, very uh, knowledgeable of our schemes and stuff. But I think that, our senior class this year has done a, a great job uh, stepping up in those roles. Uh, guys like Chase Williams, Charlie Kurgan, uh, Connor McCarthy, who had uh, roles on last year's team but, uh, like, I, like I said, didn't have those like uh, leadership roles. So we have those guys stepping up. And then even our juniors and sophomores, they come to practice every single day ready to work, and it makes the – uh, roles we have to step it, step up into as seniors a whole lot easier because we know that those guys are going to come ready to play every single day.
0: Prep Extra presented by former State Bank. Zach Cruz, Missoula Sentinel, joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. And Zach, last week, a great victory over Kalispell Glacier. I know it was back and forth. They're certainly one of the best teams in the state as well. And Jake Randina, he is a handful. Uh, when he gets the ball out of the backfield for the Wolfpack, you guys emerged with another tough victory. So can you feel the momentum building right now, and what was the key to last week's win?
1: Um, you know, physicality of the game was uh, insane. I thought our dude's... Uh, came ready to play Rendina. He's a big running back. You have to chop him low. Uh, you take that man high, he is, uh, as you can see on some of the film, he's going to run you over. He had me a couple times where I came in high, and he plowed right through me. But um, you can definitely feel the momentum of the team. We're starting to really uh, get a grasp on our locations and uh, things that we do well, and we're kind of running run away with it. Uh, as far as our team and our scheme and stuff, because it's a completely different team than last year, so we've had to change some things up on defense and offense. Um, but I'm, I feel as if our team is uh, starting to really like how we're, how we're shaping up to be.
0: And this week, doesn't get any easier, another test. Helena High on the docket for Missoula Centles. I know that you competed this summer in Marty Morningwig's quarterback camp with a couple of these guys that you've already squared off against, but now another showdown, this one with Caden Hewitt, your future teammate with the Grizzlies, but he's the opponent this week. So what do you think of the matchup against Helena High? What's that going to be like going against a guy that you know a little bit?
1: Uh, hopefully, uh, Hopefully we can shut him down a little bit. He's a great quarterback, phenomenal at what he does. Uh, he can really sling it around, and they got good wide right receiver core that uh, is going to be hard to stop. But I think our, our D line and our DBs are come going to come and ready to play. It's a tough environment up in up at Helena. Maybe one of our first road games, first test as a road game. But um, I think the way we have um, battled through these four like four core games, battled all the way up to the end. It's gonna be a grind, and uh, I like the way we uh, I like the way we stand against them. Zach
0: Cruz, always a pleasure having you on, my man. Thanks so much for joining us as part of our Prep Extra. Good luck this weekend, and we'll catch up with you soon. I
1: appreciate it. Thank you. These
0: kids, man, they impressed me big time, and uh, I mean, I think it's actually selling them short calling a lot of these guys kids because Zach Cruz, he's a young man. Here I go, just throwing baseballs over the studio. That's what happens when you need a little uh, visual prop. But Zach Cruz. One of my favorite guys around the state to talk to. And uh, pleasure having him here in Missoula. And it's awesome that he is so engaged and willing to come on this show with us. The show is Nuana's on, Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Give you a preview for the rest of the week. Maybe a little handicapping of the Big Sky Conference games this weekend as well. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond.
2: ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: What's up, Montana? Welcome back in. Nuanas so it's it's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. As always, you can find this show live on the live stream on our station website, 1029 ESPN.com. Listen to ESPN Radio, both this show and national ESPN Radio, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year at 1029 ESPN.com. Miss anything in today's show? Fun show? A lot of great guests, Bo Baldwin, Cal Poly, joined us, his squad, coming to Missoula for homecoming, take on Bobby Hauk's Grizzlies, the opening of Big Sky Conference play, Bo Baldwin's first Big Sky Conference game since 2016 when he was leading Eastern Washington, now he's heading up the Mustangs down there in San Luis Obispo, we also heard from Trevor Wellnell. he's a reserve offensive lineman for the Montana Grizzlies out of Helena Capital, Trevor is... Spearheading a fundraiser car wash, a Dazzler's car wash on Friday. A percentage of the proceeds will go to the Montana Food Bank Network. You can also take non-perishable foods down there and help them out by donating that way as well. So anytime between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., head on down to Dazzler's. And uh, get your rig cleaned up. Donate some food. Help a good cause. Help a a good Grizz guy out as he helps raise money for this community. Also heard from Troy Anderson, Montana State senior linebacker, All-American, do everything from Dylan. Second hour, Bruce Barnum, one of my favorites, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings, swung on by. And then we heard from Zach Cruz, senior quarterback and defensive end for the Sentinel Spartans and a future Montana Grizzly. All of that can be found on the podcast, which is available on all your various podcast hosting platforms, Podcast. Is made available thanks to great support from Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Hardly touched on last night's football game. In fact, did not touch on it at all, Monday Night Football. Uh, Green Bay Packers looked like they were flat for the s- third half in a row. They looked terrible against the Saints. They looked pretty terrible against the Detroit Lions last night as well for half the game. But then Aaron Rodgers found a little spark, and uh, Green Bay gets it on track a little bit, and they roll uh, to a 35-17 victory over Detroit, it would have been disaster for Green Bay to start zero and two. But uh, all for naught. Look at the NFL standings; more than half the teams in the league are sitting there at one on one and one, and then you only have a handful of two and zero teams and a handful of zero and two teams. So, talking about parity, a lot of times the the first game of the year. Whatever you do, how you respond from that big time. Or let's say you win a big one in week one, how do you not have a letdown after that? And I think that we've seen the pendulum swing all the way across the board um, in the NFL already. So we'll keep you up to date with all things National Football League. Tomorrow's show is going to be a fun one as well. We'll have our ESPN roundtable. I actually was thinking of maybe featuring... Uh, Bruce Barnum, and Bo Baldwin on the ESPN Roundtable, but they both wanted to do their media today. Um, so our ESPN Roundtable is our long-form interview of the week, and tomorrow we will feature Sam Herder from Hero Sports. Sam is the uh, senior analyst of the FCS for Hero Sports, so we'll get a little big-sky preview from him. Tyler Smith, who heads up the Treasure State media poll, and a guy that knows a lot about Class AA football, he's going to swing by as well for a little insight on uh, – the landscape of Class A football. And then we're also going to hear from Sean Rainey. He's going to join us still here on Wednesdays. Uh, he's not going to be able to do the full Wednesday show, but he's always going to give us a little feedback. So I'm swinging over to SWX right after this to go get some thoughts from Rainey on all good things and also do a little Make It Rainy podcast actually with him and Zach, Zach Kaplan as well. So check that out on your podcast hosting platforms as well. I tease for a little later on in the week got a bunch of great guests coming on. Ryan Tuttle is going to swing by. Daniel Hardy from Montana State. Alex Esselman will also swing on by. So be sure to tune in right here. ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. We'll see you tomorrow. In the meantime, be good.